Hi guys, welcome back to Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and I'm here just, you know, doing what I do, smoking a little weed, talking about parenthood and my life and sharing your stories and it's been so much fun doing this with you guys. I have a really, really good episode, uh, I think, (laughs) at least lined up for y'all today. But obviously, before we dive right into the meat and potatoes <laughs> of the episode, I want to um, smoke some weed with you guys. So you know how it goes. I like to light up in the beginning of each episode and have a quick little sesh. So hopefully you have your pipe or your bong or whatever you like to smoke out of your blunt or maybe you have a joint. Whatever makes you happy. (laughs) Let's just, let's, let's like elevate for a second. Let's meditate. Let's, let's get on a new level. (laughs) Courtesy of Canvas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Canvas. You are a bad bitch. (laughs) Anywho, so I'm about to smoke some Jack Herrera. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with this strain. It's a sativa. It's uplifting. It makes me super creative. I love sativas. And I also like hybrids that are more sativa dominant just because I like to be social. I like to get creative and I like to be able to be functional when I'm using um, my cannabis. But also, I don't really suffer from anxiety uh, issues and things like that. Which, you know, it's good for me because sometimes sativas can actually aggravate anybody who maybe suffers from anxiety or anything like that from what I've been told. And so for me, I'm kind of the opposite. I can get, I can like, and contrary to what you guys may think about me, I have like introverted tendencies. (laughs) And so cannabis definitely helps me a lot when it comes to being able to chill the fuck out and just get shit done. (laughs) But it also, I I don't know, I just like, it's just my happy place. And it helps me take care of myself. Anyways, another me jibber-jabbering. So what the fuck am I talking about anyways? Let's smoke some weed. Oh. That feels so good, y'all. I lit it so well that (coughs) it was still burning. So (coughs) I just had to hit it. I had to hit it even though, like, I logically knew that I was not ready to hit it again. But it was just burning. And you know how, like, when your weed is burning, you can't just let your baby just burn without you taking in all of her goodness. So, so good. Mm-hmm. All right. This is my first time smoking all day. And let me tell you, I deserve it. I deserve it. I just feel like having two kids is a true endurance test. Like, it's truly, like, survival of the fittest, I feel like, sometimes. I'm only 30 years old, and I get exhausted. 
fucking around with these two kids, y'all. So I don't even know if anybody who's older and they have an infant and a toddler and you, I know you, you're feeling it, right? Like there's, there's definitely some truth in like take care of yourself. Like not, you're not only taking care of your body and exercising and eating right so that you can live a long, healthy life, but you're also doing it because if you plan on being a parent, bitch, <laughs> they are much younger and faster than you. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to catch up with their asses. Just point blank, period. So I always tell people, like, make sure, like, you, like, financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically are where you need to be before you have kids. Because they're going to test every single one of those areas. And sometimes they test it all at once. (laughs) Yeah, Jack Carrere is, that's my boy. Like, I fucks with that strain so hard. It's definitely in my, like, top five, maybe top three favorite strains. uh, Just because it's just such a good uplifting sativa when you're trying to get shit done and be creative and just really just like chill and take the edge off but still be productive that's like the my go-to strain for when i'm in one of those moves as far as what's been happening with me lately it's like uh i know you guys want to know <laughs> maybe you don't but i'm telling you anyways deal with it ah <laughs> I mean, everything's been kind of, like, really vanilla lately. Like, everything's been super regular as fuck. Like, it's just been gearing up for summer. And I don't know, guys. I'm really feeling insecure as fuck about my body these days. And I know I just had a baby in January. But, like, for me, it's like, okay, my son, he just turned five months old. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had my baby five months ago. Like, that was just so recent you know, but also so long ago, like five months is such a long time. Why haven't you lost more weight? And I'm I'm trying to not beat myself up about it. And I haven't been working out and I haven't really been eating the way I should. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Sprinkles cupcakes. Oh my gosh. And Susie cakes. Oh my gosh, y'all. Susie cakes here in LA. That place is the devil. They have the best baked goods and cupcakes I've ever had in my life. They shit on every other cupcake brand you've probably ever heard of. And they're literally a dessert junkie like myself. Worst nightmare. (laughs) I've been killing them things. I haven't had any in probably like a month, which is good. I'm trying to be good. I I don't think I'm... I'm not going to treat myself to any more cupcakes or baked goods to my birthday. How about that? (laughs) But I've just been feeling really insecure in my body. And then I've been doing the worst of the worst, which you guys, if any of you guys follow Blonde Boy Mom on Instagram, you'll see that I've been posting all these old ass pictures of myself. <laughs> and it's only because, you know, it's just so, life is so funny. Life is fucking hilarious. Like at the time when I was like 23, 21, 19, 24, 25, like I was so insecure in my body. I always thought, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Oh my gosh, I'm too skinny. Oh, I wish my boobs were bigger. I wish my butt was bigger. I wish my hips were wider. Oh, I wish my stomach was smaller. Oh, this isn't like, just always complaining about my body. And I look back at those pictures like, what the fuck was wrong with you? Thank God I took plenty of little naughty pics because <laughs> your bitch is a freak. <laughs> I can't believe I just admitted that, but it's true. Whatever. That's my, that's my truth. That's my life. Uh, And I'm not going to shy away from that. So I look back at those pictures and I'm like, hey, waist snatched. No ass, but waist was snatched. No titties, but waist was. (laughs) And so now I I low key feel like I've 
closer to than ever before to the body that I always want. I always wanted more curves. I feel like you always want what you don't have. I am a bit curvier, but I still have the pooch in the middle. So I feel like if I can just keep the titties, keep the ass and the hip situation I got going on, because I've never had that. I'm loving it. Love the way jeans look on me now. I just need to get rid of this damn belly <laughs> and I'll be fine and I'm trying not to beat myself up about it and be like the old teacher when I was younger and who's always just looking to look prettier or look more attractive or lose this weight and that way and then I'll be happy and just really be like bask in my curves and in the moment and really just enjoy the body that I have and I'm trying to be more grateful and kinder to myself and realize that I have been pregnant not once but twice and realized that for me to have lost majority of my baby weight I've I've lost pretty much all the baby weight except for like five pounds in five months without working out without eating right so to me that's a true testament to what the body can do the a woman's body specifically is miraculous like I stretched out to carry a nine pound human twice because <laughs> both my babies weighed nine pounds and gained between 30 and 40 pounds each time. And somehow, somehow I still lost the weight. Like how, you know, it takes people always say it took your body nine months to gain that weight and to carry this baby. Give yourself nine months to lose it. And my first pregnancy, I totally ignored that. I was like, nah, Nah, I'm a bad bitch. Snap back, snap back. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> and damn near ate like nothing <laughs> and worked out like a crazy psycho woman. I really did. And and I, I felt like I think at that time I I felt so out of control. Like I had this new baby that I was supposed to be taking care of, like no instruction manual. You know, my relationship was in the dumps with my man and we were arguing a lot and I wasn't really feeling my job at the time. And so I just felt like, oh, the only thing I can control right now is how I look. And so I just went hard. I went so hard. And I look back on that and I was like, damn, bitch, like you were working so hard to lose all the weight, which I did. It's a little good. By the time I was like four months postpartum with my first pregnancy, I had completely lost all the weight and my waist was snatched. <laughs> Again, a bitch was looking good, which, you know, I worked hard for that. But I'm just kind of laughing at myself right now and at my old self because I'm now five months postpartum. And I've pretty much lost all the weight except five pounds and I haven't worked out or dieted at all. So there really is some truth to the fact that if you just like <laughs> let your body do what it's going to do, you're going to lose that weight. You know, I mean, genetically, everybody's everybody's different. But for in my case, that was really kind of the gag <laughs> that like I probably the first time around would have lost the weight, too, and not had to have basically starve myself and work out like a mad woman all the time and beat myself up, it would have just happened anyways. Now, that does not mean that uh, just because I lost the weight that I don't need to tone up and tighten up because I need to tighten up. Everything needs to get tighter. Everything needs to get firm, firmer, firmed, whatever. <laughs> the weight is kicking in, y'all. <laughs> and so... That is my, I don't know, that's my hope for this summer. I'm going to start, I'm cutting out meat from my diet starting today. And I'm also going to be cutting out sugar and bread. Not carbs, <laughs> but bread. <laughs> and drinking much more water, no juice, no alcohol. And we'll see how it goes because I just want to, 
I just want to feel good, you know, like it's not even about looking good. I just want to feel good in my body. And I don't really feel that good right now. I feel like my skin could be better. And I feel like, you know, I could lose this belly. <laughs> Before 4th of July, is that too much to ask? I just want to look cute, y'all. <laughs> and that's just one of the ways I like to reclaim myself. Like when I get my body to looking how I want it to look, then I start to have a little bit more swag. Like I start to really like pop lock and drop it <laughs> I don't know why so it don't make no fucking sense but like I feel swaggy and when I feel swaggy and I'm in all my wave and like really vibing like then I I can sail through life a little bit more easily and really just have the confidence and that I need and it's all about confidence y'all for real like confidence is everything like you could wake walk into a room with like oh, let me shut the fuck up anyways <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated on my little journey to get back to myself. Postpartum is a bitch. Thank God for cannabis. This weed helps me so much. Like, if it weren't for weed, I probably would have been dying, working out, and killing myself, and, like, hungry right now if it weren't for the fact that, like, cannabis has me just really just meditate on the fact that this is my body. This is me. Enjoy this moment with your son and enjoy every, like, enjoy him being a baby and you being a new mom. Just soak it in. And that's what I've been doing. And I've been so busy doing that that I haven't had time to work out. But now I think I'm ready. I'm about to start squeezing it into my calendar, working out and eating a little bit better and at least drinking more water. <laughs> at the very least, cutting out sugar, no juice or alcohol and just drinking a lot more water, which I think will help a lot with my skin and the weight situation. So. This week, I got a nice little message from one of you guys on my Blunt Born Mama Instagram page, and I wanted to share it with you guys. I also made it into an Instagram story if you guys were able to catch it on Blunt Born Mama's Instagram page. If not, I'll throw it in the highlights, uh, the parenting highlight on the Blunt Born Mama Instagram page so that you can catch it if you missed it because you know stories only last 24 hours and then poof, that shit is gone. So, <laughs> anyways, someone wrote in and she wanted to basically kind of talk a little bit more about CPS, which is Child Protective Services, and what, you know, some women or parents may face who are using cannabis. And she sent me actually a screenshot of a text message conversation. So I'm just going to read that. And then I'm going to dive into my reply to that. And she wanted some advice. She was like, you know, I just need some advice or some thoughts from you and other moms who maybe have been through this. Let me share the, the text message exchange and then I can kind of dive into how we can help her. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Oh, it's a doozy. All right. Let me read it and you guys can be the judge. So she says, hey. One of the friends says, hey, so I didn't know that they test you for drugs while you were pregnant. And then the friend replied, girl, me either. I've never been tested. And then she says, well, doctor told me today that I tested positive for THC. So the friend replies, oh, wow, what happened? And then she says, she was going over my labs and was like, oh, by the way, you tested positive for THC. Then gave me a long lecture on how I shouldn't do it and how before we could finish our conversation, she got paid to deliver a baby. You think she's going to report me to CPS? I'm freaking out. The friend replies, I don't know. I've never had this happen to me. I can ask around and keep it anonymous 
try to relax and just stop smoking just in case. That's a good friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a really good friend. If one of my friends texts me something like that, I think that would be, you know, if I didn't have the knowledge or what to say, I, I think I would definitely reply with something like that. And, and even better, she reached out to me, which like, thank you <laughs> for trusting me to help you and your friend uh, through this really tricky situation and really scary time. She says that... um Hey, I love your advocacy for cannabis. My friend needs guidance, and I was wondering if you could help. And she sent me that text message exchange. So I could have like sent her a really long message of reply, but I was like, you know what? Let me just post it in my Instagram stories because this is something that all y'all who follow Blunt Boy Mama, all you mamas who are following Blunt Boy Mama, you guys are the best. You have the best experiences and stories and you're always able to offer advice. And I love to amplify those voices because I can do that. This is what the, the podcast is for me to talk. <laughs> I like to use Instagram to help amplify y'all's voices. So I, I mean, so many of you guys wrote in and replied to that story and to that text message exchange. And for me personally, I would say the moment your doctor told you that, I don't, and I don't know how far along she is, girl, you should have just been like, okay, thank you. And immediately just found another doctor. <laughs> like, forget that. I, I don't know how attached you are, but I would just find another doctor or a midwife or whatever and just be like, okay, because this person obviously does not support me using cannabis, doesn't understand why I'm using cannabis. Can't even, because lecturing, like, I'm not your child. You know, you don't need to talk. You don't need to lecture me. You're not a professor and I'm not your student. So <laughs> there's really no need for that. And the moment that would have happened, I'd be like, oh, okay, so you don't have to be my doctor anymore. You know, just point blank period. Because even if the doctor's reply is I don't support or, you know, like ethically, I can't support you using cannabis. However, you know, make sure you're being responsible and do this and do that, blah, blah, blah. That's better. Or them saying, hey, I do support you and maybe this is how you could do this. But, you know, don't just off top kind of write somebody off as a bad parent and then lecture them because they tested positive for THC. Maybe try to educate them or maybe educate yourself, doctors. <laughs> that's just my um off top like that's just what my thoughts are on that and I've never been through that I've never been in that situation as a pregnant woman and I both times when I was pregnant I didn't have uh any if there was if I was drug tested they didn't tell me <laughs> you know and I'm very sure that the second time because my second pregnancy I consumed cannabis while I was pregnant that should definitely would have came back positive <laughs> <laughs> but nobody said anything to me. And actually one um, doctor asked me, uh, this wasn't my OB, but it was like I was in the um, labor and delivery unit because I was having some issues during my third trimester. I wasn't about to have the baby. I was just having personal issues with my body and they wanted to make sure that the baby was OK. So they were monitoring the baby while treating me. And the doctor, you know, they when someone's not your doctor, they ask you like all the questions about your whole entire life just to kind of fill out, you know, their paperwork on their end. And she asked me, I was like, do you smoke? And I was like, yes. And she was like, oh, how long have you been smoking cigarettes? And I was like, cigarettes? <laughs> what the bitch? Not cigarettes. I smoke cannabis. I use weed. And she was like, oh. And then she was like, well, how long have you been doing that? And da, da, da. Just like regular. And then that was it. I didn't get hit with, the, oh, you shouldn't be using cannabis or are you using it right now? Like they didn't even get into that. It was just like, okay, cool. And that was it. 
So for me, I feel like a doctor should have some version of that reply, in my opinion. And other than that, I didn't even bring it up to my doctor. I didn't wasn't even like, and I'm using cannabis and is it okay? Like I did, did the research on my own and I felt confident enough in what I was doing because I this was my second time being pregnant and I knew what pregnancy would look like for me if I didn't use cannabis, which which was basically the depression, suicidal thoughts, feeling out of control feeling extremely emotional and hormonal and punching things and getting into fights with my significant other. That's what my first pregnancy looked like without cannabis. And my second pregnancy was the complete polar opposite of that. And it's because I was using cannabis to check myself and to regulate my hormones and my emotions and help me to reflect on things and meditate and take the edge off and just feel like myself. So no doctor was going to be able to tell me otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, because I had already been there, done that. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. So in this case, I mean, my first thing is you need to find another doctor, sis. You need to find another midwife or somebody, find somewhere else different to give birth because you shouldn't have to feel this way and you shouldn't be getting lectured from your doctor, period. Then I would also say, start looking into, I don't know what state you're in, start looking into the laws in your state. What can they legally do if you do test positive? Can CPS get involved? What is CPS's stance on cannabis use by a parent, you know, especially a mom or a breastfeeding mom? You need to look into all of that because these are all things that will definitely, definitely come into play. And you want to make sure that you're protected or at least that you're educated and knowledgeable about it so that you don't have any surprises. Because if, you know, the state that you're in, if they can take your kids from you, CPS can come and take your kids from you over cannabis use. If it's, you know, if cannabis is illegal and you're in like, I don't know, some super duper deep red state like where I'm from, Mississippi, (laughs) you might be in trouble, especially if you're black. Just being real. Because racism does play a part in how you are perceived as a cannabis user in some states. So that's very real. So you have to think about all those things and and weigh that and really decide, like, is using cannabis worth it? You know, I hate to say that, but it's true. Sometimes it's just not worth it. Just don't use it. Or be very, very smart about how you do it because you don't want to risk any kind of situation, you know, with cannabis. Not cannabis, with CPS. cannabis uh, with child protective services coming into your home so that's just my two cents you know and again I like I always like to say I'm no medical expert I'm not a doctor I don't have MD after my name so I would definitely advise you talk to your medical professional and obviously in your case this not this one find another one that's the beauty about just having free will as an adult is that you don't have to settle on this one doctor or one way of giving birth, this one person to help you give birth to your child. You can find somebody else. And it sounds like that's what you need to do. So that's step one. (laughs) So a lot of you guys wrote in and shared some really dope things in regards to either your opinion or thoughts on the situation or just your own experiences. And one of you guys wrote in and said, I live in Indiana, and I smoked up until I was seven months pregnant. The week I quit, I had an emergency hernia surgery and gave birth to my son 12 weeks early. Since I had tested positive for THC at my doctor while I was pregnant, they tested him when he was born. He was clean, but his cord blood was not. I was sitting in the NICU 
with my son when CPS walked in and told me the blood was positive and made me sign some paperwork that said they could get his medical records and that I was being accused of abuse and neglect. I was upset. My heart was broken. Here I am, downtown Indianapolis, at the Riley Children's Hospital with my 1.5-pound son, and my worst fear had came true. I knew since I had him a little bit early, there was no way he was going to be clean. She did assure me in Indiana they do not take babies for cannabis unless we continue to test dirty, which basically, you know, they continue to test positive for THC. They came and did a home check, spoke with my older daughter, and ended up testing me three times and my husband two times altogether. The last tests were negative and they closed the case. But also told us we were a different case because our case manager had just moved to our county. They usually do what they call an informal adjustment and it's where they come to your house for three months to check in and drug test you. After nine months, they will open a court case if you're testing positive. But since she had just moved and we passed our last drug test, she called and said our case was closed, but offered us the informal adjustment like we wanted CPS in our lives for the next six to nine months. <laughs> they also tested him several times while he was in the NICU to make sure my breast milk wasn't positive, which it never was. I don't know how, because I was smoking, my suggestion is stop in plenty of time to get clean. It's so nerve-wracking messing with CPS. They have so much power, it's disgusting. And I think that's great advice, especially if you live in a state where it's not legal. If you are consuming cannabis, make sure you're doing it responsibly. While you're pregnant, make sure that you're not using a lot of it. And then make sure you're careful with who you're telling. But even more than that, like, stop completely using it. I would say the moment you hit your third trimester, just to be safe. Because you never know if you might get tested. And cannabis stays in, stays in your system for quite some time. So keep that in mind. Someone else, she wrote in and said... Love that you are putting this out there. I'm currently pregnant with my second child and dealing with a serious case of all-day sickness. I know, I love how she called it all-day sickness. Not morning sickness, this is all-day sickness, y'all. This is real. <laughs> I know for a fact that cannabis would help me get through the day and be more productive, but living in Virginia and not wanting CPS in my business, I just deal with it. Medicating myself with man-made medicine that barely does anything to help with my sickness. My dream is to become more involved in the cannabis community and to promote it as a medicine for pregnant women. Please let me know of any events, workshops, or speaking engagements that you have. I would love to see more of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the part that really makes me sad is that, you know, she said she's dealing with serious sickness her entire pregnancy. She knows that cannabis would help her, but she's too afraid to do it because she doesn't want CBS involved in her family. And I think that's horrible. Like you have to actually be sick, be sick because the government does not acknowledge cannabis as what it is, which is medicine. And because they don't do that, people are walking around here living a lesser quality of life. Their quality of life isn't where it should be and they're not enjoying their pregnancies because <laughs> this plant is public enemy number one. That's 
absolutely insane. I fucking hate that shit. It's unacceptable. <sighs> fucking hate it. <laughs> so someone else replied to the story saying, in Texas, I had a conversation with my doctor about how cannabis helped with my nausea. I made sure that I stopped 30 days prior to having my baby so that there would be no THC in either of our blood at birth. That's when they can have CPS contacted. I had no issues prior and was perfectly fine after. I mean, again, I think that's kind of some really decent advice. It's just make sure that... I mean, but then it's pregnancy, right? Like she, this, the, the woman that I just mentioned before gave birth early, like, you know, went into labor early. So you don't know. I mean, you can say, yeah, I'm going to make sure I stop 30 days, 90 days before my due date, but that's just your due date. The baby can come whenever the baby wants to come. <laughs> so it's just like, you're taking a chance, but it's like, is it worth it to you? You know, I mean, oh, I hate saying that, but you know, is it worth it to you? Because you're either risking your own physical, mental, emotional health by not using cannabis, or you're risking the physical, emotional health of yourself if you are using cannabis and you are scared shitless or have CPS involved in your life. And that's really messing with your mental too, because you have CPS involved in your family. So it's a lot. It's a big decision to make. And I definitely understand why a lot of you guys are grappling with it. I too grappled with it because I was just like, is this really what I want to do? And I decided, you know, yes, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to make sure I find a hospital and a doctor that's going to be acceptable and cool of it. I'm not going to go around talking about how I'm using cannabis every time I go into the hospital and to the doctor. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, if you ask, I'll tell you, but don't ask, don't tell that's my motto. <laughs> as long as every time I go see the doctor and I get my checkups, everything looks good. There's no reason why I need to change anything I'm doing about my diet and how I'm taking care of myself. And cannabis was one of those ways I was taking care of myself. So as long as I was testing okay, my baby was testing okay, and my baby was growing at a normal rate, and I was doing fine, my blood pressure was good and everything, there was no reason for me to be like, oh, girl, I'm using cannabis. Like, no. <laughs> it's not. Would you go to the doctor and be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking these prenatal vitamins for me it was just like it was another medicine <laughs> so that's just me though so someone else wrote in and she said that they did the same thing to me with my first daughter she was an early emergency c-section most likely caused by the fall I previously had but I was young and I'm pretty sure they assumed I was quote on drugs end quote they drug tested me and called CPS. However, I was in the midst of her adoption, but they didn't know that, so there was no reason to test. Second time around, same hospital, they didn't test me. Even when I mentioned I had been using an illegal state, not sure why they didn't, but I assumed because I was, quote, more, unquote, stable, if that makes sense. My advice would be to check the laws on it and perhaps take a small break. I think she hit on something really important, and that's the how you look, right? This is where I feel like uh, racism, gotta love racism, and good old classism come into play. Because someone who looks more better off or someone who may look like they have money or that they're taking care, quote unquote, themselves, just because I guess having money automatically means you take care of yourself doesn't really mean that. And also, if you're white, I'm sorry, but that's the real thing. Then that woman probably won't get bothered as much as a lower income woman or a woman who is brown or black. 
that's just a realness. That's just what it is. And that's never going to change. But that is something you have to think about. Like if you're a black or brown woman or you're a woman who isn't that well off financially, you have to think about the fact that there's low key a target on your back already, sis. You know, you already got strike one. So they're waiting for you to find something like this on you because then that and I sound like a conspiracy theorist saying this out loud. I realize that. <laughs> but that's the fucking that's how crazy this world is. That this that's how crazy America like this is America. That's how crazy America is and make you feel like, wow, like this shit it sounds like the plot of like a movie. Like why are black and brown people really targeted like that? Like just how how you look you know, can determine how you get treated. Point blank period. And pregnancy and being a pregnant woman using cannabis, that's like amplified by a thousand. So I definitely love that she brought that up. But great point. I mean, check your state's laws and maybe take a break. That's real. It sucks. I hate saying it, but that's the truth. Someone else wrote and said, wish I had advice to give. These situations, the fear of them causes us canna moms so much unneeded stress. And she's right. Canna moms are stressed about this all the time. And just guess, oh, no, a canna mom is a cannabis mom. Moms use cannabis. <laughs> and it's undue stress. It's undue fear. And it's unfair. Someone else wrote and said, I am about 37 weeks right now. I live in South Carolina where they have a law that they can test you or baby if they have valid reasons to think you use drugs. However, I'm also a nurse and not sure how that works if I don't consent. Typically, a drug testing needs your consent and I ain't signing a thing. If it wasn't for cannabis, I would not have had a healthy pregnancy and it's a damn shame that something we use as medicine is so frowned upon still. A fucking man to that, you know. It's a shame. Like, this is medicine. It's not a drug, first of all. So why are you testing me for drugs? Because cannabis is not a drug. I just want to say that again. Cannabis is not a drug. (laughs) So you're drug testing me? Why? I don't use drugs. I don't do drugs. Boom. Anything else? Next question. You know? (laughs) (sighs) Antihu. Get that. Wave that energy. That spirit away. Because cannabis is not. Cannabis is not a drug. Someone else wrote in and she said, from what I've read and experienced, most moms are better off not mentioning any use of anything during their pregnancy to their doctors, families, anyone likewise. Like, don't even mention using cannabis before pregnancy, too, because I noticed it does raise red flags with doctors. And that's when they are most likely to test you for drugs and keep their eye on you, not saying anything at all. Unless you think your pregnancy is high risk. And keeping quiet, you should be okay at the hospital. And CPS will never even hear about you. And please don't go to your checkups after using cannabis. Red flags also. Keep it on the DL, which is the down bow. And you and your baby will be okay. That is very sound advice. Because at the end of the day, either just don't do it depending on the state you live in and what the circumstances are, or don't tell anybody, unless it's your partner, obviously your partner, you know, that's their baby too. They deserve to, you know, I guess they, I guess they deserve to know what you're doing. 
<laughs> but you're the one carrying the baby, so fuck them. <laughs> Just kidding, Zay, if you're listening to this. Your opinion totally matters. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, this is great advice. I just hate saying it. I hate saying it because it goes against everything that I want to preach and say because I feel like cannabis using parents should be normalized and that women should be educated more on the real effects and the real benefits of using cannabis while pregnant and breastfeeding and that it shouldn't be demonized so much and that there needs to be more research and so on and so forth. And so for me to have to say that sorry, girl, keep dealing with this morning sickness or sorry, girl, take that pharmaceutical drug that your doctor wants you to take for your anxiety while you're pregnant, even though it may cause birth defects or or it may harm you or, you know, like just taking drugs. You're not even supposed to take cold medicine low key when you're pregnant. So why would you think it's okay for me to take this pharmaceutical drug here? What? That would make no damn sense. I hate, I hate it, y'all. I hate it. And, and I, I always say, you know, if men had to experience pregnancy, then women would have, women wouldn't be going through all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if men just could just slightly understand what pregnancy does to the body. Like, I feel like they just, men just look at women and we're just, they're just like, oh, the baby's in there? And then it's not. And that's how simple having a baby is. No, bitch. It's not. First of all, to call pregnancy simple is the understatement of the year. And anybody who calls pregnancy simple needs to be slapped. Your body goes through a fuck ton of lot of shit, okay? <laughs> you get stretched out, you get wider, you get darker or lighter or whatever. Some of us get acne, some of us are throwing up all the time, can't keep shit down, can't gain any weight. Like, there's so many things. You're, you can be depressed, you can be emotional, you can maybe have crazy weird thoughts, you could have crazy weird cravings. And literally feel like this is not me. Like you will looking in the mirror like, who are you? You know? So it's a fucking lot. And if we need cannabis to help us get through that shit, then by God, we deserve buckets of cannabis. Because <laughs> we are the ones putting life on this planet. Shit. <sighs> so another one of you guys said... If you have a medical license, they won't do anything about it. Also, right before she has the baby, tell her to stop smoking so her urine is clean. Then she can smoke again after the baby is born and she is home. They did the same thing to me here in California, and that is exactly what I did. And there was no CPS called on me. Having a medical license is like a protective shield. Hope that helps her. The medical doctor gave me my card for crazy nausea during my second pregnancy because I was throwing up so much. I threw up and I threw up and nothing ever stayed down. So I went to the medical marijuana doctor and then he gave me a license so that my marijuana would help with my nausea. I will say I have had some of you guys write into me and say that even though you had a medical marijuana card, that you were still approached by CPS. So I don't think that it's a protective shield, but I do think it does kind of help your case. If you do have a medical marijuana card, but I don't think it's a protective shield, unfortunately. Someone else wrote in and she said, I told my doctor from the get-go I smoked and she told me to stop and it wasn't a discussion. I eventually switched to a midwife. That's right. Don't even talk about it. Be like, oh, you want me to stop smoking 
weed or using cannabis because I'm pregnant. Okay, next doctor. Thank you. Next. (laughs) So she said, um, eventually I switched to a midwife who was very accepting and positive about my cannabis use, as was the doula I hired. I hope to labor at a birth center, but had to be rushed to the hospital for an emergency C-section. My baby had to go to NICU for two days. They refused to allow me to breastfeed him because I was THC positive. Once he was back with us, we had one really nice social worker who was very understanding and admitted that things are confusing since marijuana is legal in California. Then we met with a pediatrician who to this day, I can't figure out why she came into the room other than to berate me. She was awful. She threatened to push the hospital social worker to take action against us unless we promise to stop. I kept telling her that we had already spoken to the social worker and everything was fine, but she continued to insist she had to see about that herself. Oh my God, that woman got an earful from me. I left the hospital feeling like trash, like an incompetent failure of a mother. Found out too, while he was in the NICU, that they ran a test on him. We didn't approve or authorize because I tested positive for THC. Truly a terrible experience. I mean, I oh, I feel it was like oh, saying I'm sorry. It just isn't enough because no woman should have to go through this. But this is the reality. And this is something you have to think about. If you are a woman who's pregnant and considering using cannabis, you have to think about this part. And she did everything right. She went and found the, I'm always saying, go find a doctor or a midwife who can understand and relate to your cannabis use and won't berate you or call CPS. And she did that. And she still had to deal with this because births don't always go as planned. Like pregnancy is still pregnancy at the end of the day. It's another person inside of you and they decide when they want to come out unless you're overdue and then in which case you have to have a c-section either way no two pregnancies births labors are the same so you just don't know how it's going to end you can plan and do all these things and still end up in a hospital that maybe you didn't want and they don't know your birth plan and your doctor isn't there and maybe they're on vacation or you know anything can happen and you could get drug tested this is very real And I don't want to try to scare anybody or speak negatively or say don't use cannabis, but just be aware of this side of it too. And I'm only sharing my story and my story doesn't include CPS involvement in the hospital or doctors berating me or lecturing me or anything like that. So be mindful. And that's why I try when I get these stories, I try to share them because it's, it's important to hear this too. Not only for women who are pregnant, but for people who maybe want to have kids, <laughs> for people who want to have kids or for people who are trying to understand, you know, this cannabis and parenting lifestyle or people who want to know why cannabis should be normalized. Because these are regular, you know, from what I'm hearing, regular people who are good parents who just happen to use cannabis to take the edge off or to treat sickness or what have you. And they're being punished for it. It's not cool. It's not what's up. (sighs) So I'm absolutely sure this is probably the longest episode ever. (laughs) But I just had to make sure that I shared those stories with you guys. Every time I get a bunch of those, I'm like, okay, I have to do an episode. I need to share all these because other people need to hear this. And other people need to hear this side of being a cannabis using parent. It's really important. And I'm so glad that I'm in a position to share this with you guys. And I'm so happy that you tuned in. 
to listen to another episode (laughs) with me. If you ever have any questions or you want to just give me a shout out or what have you, definitely send me an email at bluntblowingmama at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. And if you really feel in this podcast, you know, and you're like, who's that Shanitra girl? And how can I follow and get more Blunt Blowing Mama in my life? Then <laughs> you can follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Instagram and Twitter. You can also like Blunt Blowing Mama on Facebook. If you are like super duper into this podcast, and I would definitely say you should subscribe. Like, what are you waiting for? Do it right now and share it with a friend. And also, please leave a review. I love that shit. I love reading your reviews and hearing your feedback. It makes me happy. Also, you guys, I'm doing a giveaway on Blunt Blowing Mama's Instagram page. One lucky winner. Hey, hey, what you gonna get? What you gonna get? One lucky winner will get a CBD vape pen by Bebo. And Bebo is so dope, y'all. Do you know that like their products are in Barney's, New York? Hell yes. This brand is like the epitome of a luxury cannabis brand. I love Bebo. I love their vapes. I have an Indica and Sativa vape and I love it so much. And then I also have um, their pastilles, which are also super dope. And so I really would just love for you guys to experience Bebo too, because they are so dope, quality, premium premium shit (laughs) i'll definitely take the edge off and it's perfect for mama and it looks nice and cute and sleek so it's gonna fit in your purse or in your pocket and people won't even know what it is because that's how discreet it is so if you want to enter to win that bebo cbd vape pen then you all you need to do it's very simple it's really really simple when you finish listening to this podcast go ahead and open up apple Podcasts. Leave a review, take a screenshot of your review for this Blunt Blowing Mama podcast, and then DM me that screenshot on Instagram. That's it. Boom. And good luck. One of y'all is going to walk away with this vape pen and you're going to be living your best fucking life. Make sure you take tons of pictures with it and tag me and Bebo so that we can see. And good luck to you all. And the winner will be announced on Saturday. The giveaway ends on Friday. So make sure to throw in your hat and that's all I got for you guys. (laughs) Until next time, live your best life. Enjoy your week. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.